Road to Cinema's final draft screenwriting software giveaway continues into April. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter, at JogRoad, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash JogRoad, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, JogRoad Productions, for your chance to win. Once again, we've extended our final draft screenwriting software giveaway into April. So stay tuned for your chance to win. Welcome to episode number 29 of the Road to Cinema podcast, featuring screenwriter Louise Stratton of the new Peter Bogdanovich-directed film, She's Funny That Way. The film stars Owen Wilson as a married Broadway director who pays a hooker, played by Imogen Poots, to quit her night job and take the straight and narrow path. She inadvertently ends up auditioning for Wilson's play, alongside his actress wife, played by Katherine Hahn. The Lives of the Playwright, played by Wolf Horte, and the former Hooker's Therapist, played by Jennifer Aniston, all intersect with witty and comic mayhem. The film also features the incredible Austin Pendleton, along with Sybil Shepard, Richard Lewis, and many surprise cameos. We discuss Louise's development of the screenplay with co-writer and director Peter Bogdanovich. The script goes back to the late 1990s when Bogdanovich and Stratton had the late John Ritter in mind for the lead role. We also discussed the vital roles of producers Noah Baumbach and Wes Anderson in helping spearhead the film for their mentor, Peter Bogdanovich. For more information on the Road to Cinema podcast, to read the Road to Cinema blog, and to watch our Road to Cinema YouTube series, please visit jogroadproductions.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at jogroad, for the latest updates, and you can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com, slash jog road and now we join screenwriter louise stratton as she discusses the development of the screenplay for the new film she's funny that way which opens in theaters in the united states on may 1st we were talking about how um you and peter were developing the script in the late uh 1990s and uh you had john ritter and civil shepherd in mind for the owen wilson uh katherine hahn roles yeah, exactly. And Peter and I were, uh, it was sort of like towards the end of our marriage, and we wrote the script, and it was like, um, it was a bittersweet time. And um, John Ritter was uh, just a really dear friend to Peter and myself, and um, was just incredible, you know, friends with my sister Dorothy. And, and I don't know if you ever saw They All Laugh, but. Oh, yeah, it's um, an incredible film. Yeah, incredible together. And um, we wrote it for him, and then, um, and then the Angie part, uh, Imogene Poots, was for me, my role. And then Sybil was going to play the mother. Um, and that's how basically it worked. Yeah. Um, we just, you know, kind of wanted to create roles for people that we really cared about, and that's what we uh, ended up doing, really. Uh, when you and Peter started throwing ideas around about the story, uh, what were some of kind of your initial conceptions? Was it mostly the characters, or was it sort of plot points? Or it really started. Um, you know, he and I would watch a lot of classic films, and we watched a movie by Lubitsch, uh, Clooney Brown, and there was a line about you know squirrels to the nuts. Um, you know, the movie's, uh, which was the original title of our script, and we had to change it for, you know, translation reasons. But, um, so it started with the title, and what the meaning of the title was in the film. Did you ever see that film? 
Uh, I've heard about the reference, though. I guess there was sort of a running gag throughout Clooney Brown about sort of squirrels to the nuts in terms of sort of a philosophy. Is that right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, basically, we took that idea in the sense of um, that, well, the title for the film, for sure, and then the idea was to build a story uh, from that, and basically it was about um, kind of from the title was like paying a hooker to stop being a hooker, if that makes any sense. Which we thought was kind of funny in ways, but also because Peter had made a movie in the 70s called St. Jack, and there were real um, uh, prostitutes in the film as, I think, extras, and I think there was one that played a small role. And she really wanted, they wanted to go home to their families and so on. And I think that what had happened was, was that Peter had actually wanted to help them and gave them some money to, to go back home. So essentially we took the idea of, you know, what if we had um, Arnold pay a hooker to stop being a hooker and take that money and put it into, you know, changing her life and, you know, doing what she what, you know, create her own dreams with that money or do whatever she wanted to do. And that's what we, um, you know, wrote the story around. Yeah, I'm curious, um, as far as preparing to write and outlining before you ever sort of write a page of the screenplay, is, is outlining for you and Peter very important when you were working initially? Definitely. Um, we um, would write the different characters out that we would like to see how we could place in there um, and then build the characters all separately and then try to figure out how we could link them in some ways. Um, and it was a really interesting process because this is really my first screenplay. Definitely, you know, writing with Peter, I learned a lot. And he um, taught me construction by taking index cards and writing all of the different characters and then placing the different scenes on a huge board and moving them around, trying to see how we could create the story and the characters essentially to link together and then, you know, then flush it out with more story and character. And, uh, and at the end of the day, we had a lot and then we would remove stuff and then piece it back together and move stuff around. And that's how we really did it. And we ended up like recording it into a, um, we would talk it out in a, on a tape um, and a mic. And we had a, such a fun time doing it that way. And then somebody would transcribe, transcribe the tape. Uh, no, it sounds like uh, a really great process in terms of sort of figuring out, like kind of almost like a puzzle, sort of finding where each piece may fit the best and then going in and refining it. For sure. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We would laugh a lot because, you know, if he had an idea to place one scene with one character, I mean, it would be then, oh, wow, that's so cool. And then what if we did this? And we'd go back and forth. It was such a collaboration. And sometimes, sometimes it was so um, farcical um, and so complicated, but yet you could still follow it. And then we we're like, wait a second. We really had a good time. Sometimes if I didn't think he, <laughs> if his idea wasn't 
funny or worked, of course I'd like you know make a face or he would plug his nose or something at mine, and we we just really had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. So over the years, um, you know, as you were developing the screenplay and you know trying to get the movie into production. Uh, what sort of changed in terms of the screenplay itself? Did did certain things develop or be taken out? Or you know, the script was so incredibly tight with construction. Um, as it, uh, you know, over the time, it was like almost like a perfect uh, constructed script, and people would read it, they'd laugh out loud. We have a table reading at John Ritter's house with a bunch of his friends and um i played you know read my part he read his part and so on and it was just brilliant i mean it was really flowing really funny um and then um we kind of shelved it i think at one point when john you know after john died we sort of stopped pursuing it and then I think we had it optioned at one point and we were trying to figure out who could play it because it's not like about a standard comedian and we needed somebody who could like be like attractive but not like, you know, really out, you know, just, we just wanted somebody, a guy who would be like a regular guy but that could do physical, who would move well, who could just, and Owen Wilson was just, you know, came along. Well, the first time we optioned it, we couldn't figure out who to play the part. It was hard because John. It's like, how do you, you know, how do you top John Ritter? And then um, years later, uh, Peter and Owen became very good friends uh, with Wes Anderson and so on. And um, and we went through the script and we took out some scenes um, that I really didn't want to part with, but. Uh, it made sense. We had to sort of trim it down. And, uh, well, at that point also, I, you know, was not right for the role anymore. So it was just me about me producing it. And it's just thrilled that we were going to make it. Yeah. When, uh, when Owen came on, was there any sort of refining in terms of dialogue or sort of trying to tailor it, uh, you know, for his voice in a way? Um, the thing is, is that Owen's a writer, so we, and Peter's very open, and I totally was open to having Owen, um, you know, say if this is something that he wouldn't say, or maybe let's, you know, uh, he, he really had a lot of input in the sense of the way he would say certain things, definitely in the performance, but dialogue as well. He, you know, and, and also he's incredible in improvising. So um, we got lucky with some some stuff that he would just improvise and make up um, on set, and and some of that stuff we ended up using. So it was pretty neat. Yeah, I'm curious about um, the the therapist character, which sort of plays a pivotal role in the film, uh, played by Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I, I when I talked to Peter a few months ago, he told me that the role sort of got expanded at a certain point, and uh, I guess the that therapist character sort of became a, a vocal point for the whole story. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, it's interesting. Like, uh, when we were writing the script, somehow that character, I mean, I remember it being my idea in the sense of the therapist, and really it was based on somebody that we both loosely based. I mean, uh, based on somebody that we 
oath, no, and we swore that we would never tell anybody who it was, but, um, yeah, totally, and it, it was just, we loved creating that character, because it was like the therapist from hell, or the therapist that's so, you know, just wrong, completely wrong with what she, how she handles things, so... Yeah, absolutely. We we love that character, and everybody that would read the script would be like, you know, loving, uh, just like one of their favorites in the in the in the script. Yeah, what's uh, what's great about it is that it's sort of um, you know, like you were saying about different characters being connected and and that whole dynamic. Uh, it's interesting how sort of you know every character is connected, and the therapist is almost at the center of that in a sense. Where she, you know with Will Forte and all the different people, the playwright, the director, you know the the prostitute who's also going to the therapist. She's sort of the the central figure in that whole uh, you know crazy dynamic. Absolutely, and you know we again we got lucky with with Jennifer as well because she. Uh, she just really knows her stuff, you know, when it comes to to comedy. So they, all these things just were like little happy accidents or little miracles that came along the way. And the whole movie was like that through casting, through, through everything. Um, you know, Peter and I look back at the time when we were writing it and, you know, even from, from having that tape, first Taylor read, we were like, wow, when, how did this happen? It was like magic um, because we weren't reading it as we were writing it. We just did it and then read it. And we didn't feel like there was much to change. It was like, it was incredible, you know. Yeah, and uh, I'm curious, too, throughout the years, I think um, at a certain point, I believe Noah Bombach and Wes Anderson came on to help produce and help get the project going. Um, were they sort of a pivotal part in sort of uh, pushing it forward at a certain point? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were the ones that actually finally, you know, we, it's how we got it made because, um, you, know, Peter, you know, Wes and Noah were big uh, fans of Peter, they loved, they all laughed, um, and we just adored Peter. They became good friends, and there was a time when Wes was interviewing Peter about they all laughed and breaking down that film, and I'm trying to remember what that was on. Oh, I think it was uh, the DVD, right? Or is that? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, then I said to Peter, I said, you know what? This is, like, wild. Like, why don't we why don't we go after, like, I mean, why don't you just ask them? Why don't you just ask them if they'll produce the film? And, I mean, you're good friends with Owen, but why doesn't he play uh, Arnold? And that's, he's like, oh, wow, that's an interesting idea. I'm like, so literally, I think if they made a dinner date, um, uh, and I think it was with Noah, and then I think it was separately with Wes, and then they said, "Oh yeah, definitely, let's let's do that." And from there, things moved very fast after that. Wow. Yeah, no, it's uh, incredible. I think Noah and Wes have been, you know, such a connective tissue with Peter, and uh, you know, I know they're great admirers of Peter's work, and it's definitely influenced their own work. Oh, I mean, absolutely, because I've you know I've been around their relationship for so long now and I could just see it season you know and how much of Peter's given them in their beginnings but certainly them 
full circle giving back and it's such a nice nice feeling no, definitely. Um, I'm curious too. Your your role in the project as a producer. Um, were you on set a lot, sort of handling logistics at all, or? I was on set every day, and um, it was uh, it was just a wonderful time in New York in the summer. And you know, Peter had made a feature film in a quite a while, and um, just having this ensemble cast that was brilliant and. The feeling, having to, to watch our, our dialogue become real, um, and then it just—it was like it was just amazing, amazing, and it and it was so fresh. It didn't feel like we had written it that long ago. Um, I could see. I mean, it's just really amazing. It couldn't couldn't have been a better a better scenario, a better fit, you know? Yeah. What was it like to uh, to see Peter sort of back in his element, uh, you know, now making a, a big feature film once again? Uh, it must have been, you know, really thrilling for him to be in that environment. Well, he's, um, it's like he just picks up where he left off. I mean, it was like, you know, he does this so with ease that um, it, it's just, just so much fun. I mean, he gets up, he's very, like, the way he directs is that he's, you know, he's started out as an actor, and um, he just acts things out and is very hands-on with the actors, and being in New York, I'm sure, brought a lot of memories for him from They All Laughed, and it was like, you know, it felt like, you know, John was, his spirit was definitely there. Um and then Peter's daughter, Antonia, who was one of the producers on the film as well, and she was there every day also. So that was a lot of fun. And Noah came to the set. Wes definitely was on the phone. Um, it was really cool. Yeah. What was uh, may have been one of your favorite scenes to, to watch uh, be shot on the set? Was there any scene that comes to mind? Um, you know... I, my favorite character in the movie is Jane, so which is Jennifer Aniston's character. To me, that was like the most fun for me, just because that character comes to life, and then of course we have Jennifer Aniston playing it. That was just brilliant for me. Um, and I think specifically a scene with that would be with um, Will Forte coming into her office. And then uh, Austin Pendleton also. It was just such a cool deal. And, and, you know, and then, of course, Austin Pendleton was in What's Up Doc. So it's like we kind of, like, brought these different people together. And then it reminds me of when we were writing it, you know, thinking about the different people that could play these roles. And we wanted to, like, you know, work with these people. And years later, we're like, oh, my God, we, we wrote this for Austin. And he's actually playing the part we wrote, wrote him, you know. Yeah. And George Morfogan. So that was really nice. Now, Austin uh, Peddleton's a great actor, so it's you know great to see him back in a in a comedic film again. He did a lot of you know great stuff in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, definitely. I think that Austin is just a really brilliant actor, and I've actually studied with him a lot in New York as a as an actor myself at HB Studio. He's just I don't know if you've ever met him, but he's such a good man, too, and very interesting to talk to. 
Yeah, I think he's directed a lot of uh, stage plays in New York. Is that right? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with Ethan Hawke. They're very close. Um, done a lot of theater. I'm really, really, um, I just hope that this movie brings Austin more out there into uh, film because he's just great, you know? Yeah, no, I think he's uh, kind of one of the underrated actors who's sort of flown under the radar. But uh, absolutely, you know, I think this is such a strong role for him; it should, you know, kind of bring him out there again. Absolutely, uh, I, I had dinner with Woody Allen not long ago, and we were talking, and I had sent Woody the script to read at some point before we actually had Wes and Noah. I just wanted to ask him what he, you know, his feedback. And he, he loved the script so much, and um, and then uh, he just said it was like very funny, blah blah blah. And then he um, then we had dinner like later, like after we had shot the film, and he said, oh well, I said that we finally shot the movie, and he said, oh my god, he said that's awesome. He said, who did you get for the girl? And I and I said Imogene Poots. He said Imogene Poots is amazing. I really wanted to use her, but I couldn't. Used it for various reasons on my last film, but she's uh, incredible. I, she's she's going to be huge. And he said, "Who did you get for the judge?" And I said, "Austin Pendleton." He goes, "Austin is a fantastic actor. He's incredible. He's so funny." I said, uh, "He says I really like that part." And I and it was like a brief, like little moment. And I'm like, "Wow, you would have been great in that part too." <laughs> And I and I and I said, actually, you know, it's a really. I said, but you would never have done it. He said, you never asked. I said, you're kidding. He said, well, I said, I didn't. I didn't think that you acted in other people's films. He said, people don't normally ask me, but if I like it, I'll do it. I said, wow. I said, and then he said, but are you kidding me? You've got Austin Pendleton. He's he's better. Wow. Yeah, no, in alternate reality, Woody Allen. <laughs> what an incredible, like, you know, that was such a nice compliment, you know? Oh, no, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, I mean, you can kind of see him fitting into that role. But, yeah, I mean, Austin, uh, you know, it's he's kind of brings a great element to it as well. Absolutely. I was curious, um, you know, the film eventually premiered at the Venice Film Festival, and I believe you were there for that. And right. uh, I was curious, sort of, your reaction seeing the film for the first time after so many years of the development process and, you know, trying to get this together. That whole thing was really surreal. First of all, um, you know, taking the water taxis and so on, that was just wild. And we had Owen there and Catherine there, and it was just so cool. And it was like the audience, there was so many people there. Like, I didn't... I didn't have any expectations. I certainly didn't know how many people were going to have the seats. I didn't know. And and it was just like sitting there watching it on the big screen with these people. It was like wild. And then every time there was like a laugh that I knew there was a laugh, not only happened, but with tons of people, but there were other laughs that I didn't expect. Peter and I would look at each other. And it was like, wait a second. We wrote this. We actually wrote this at a very sort of sad time in our lives. And we we wrote something very funny. And um, when the movie was open, uh, finished, the lights came up and everybody stood up and, like, turned to us and started clapping and clapping and clapping and clapping. It seemed like a long time. 
And Wes turned to Peter, and I heard him because he was like right next to Peter. I was on the other side of Peter. He goes, uh, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of making me, like, enough to, well, what are we supposed to do? Because it went on forever. And um, and then Owen said to Peter, maybe you should go down and make a speech. He goes, I'm not going to make a speech. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, you had to be there. It was like one of those, like, you had to be there moments. And then they just kept clapping. And then we were just, like, sort of like, oh, this is wonderful. It felt so, like, even Catherine Hahn said, this is like, I've never experienced this. This is almost like out of body. It's like, really wild it was it was and I was just at that moment really so happy for Peter really yeah I think um, um, he had St. Jack and they all laughed uh, were at Venice is that right yes and I was there for um, for they all laughed in Venice and Colleen Camp was there that was like a really beautiful beautiful experience too I was like very young but a uh, very different experience for me yeah, no, it's just uh, incredible to uh, to hear. I remember I read, I think it was like almost 15 minutes or more that that standing ovation happened. I was reading that in the I'm, press. It was just, it was just, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, was, uh, yeah. Wa- watching the film, was there any scene that uh, you kind of pointed out that you thought went like even above and beyond your expectations uh, when you wrote it in terms of the reaction from the audience? You know, there was the only thing I can say about that is that they were laughing so much at a scene that the next joke, they didn't even hear it. So I never experienced that. That was pretty cool. I mean, I cool in the sense that they were laughing so much, but I kind of, you know, it's like they, they missed at least one, maybe two times where they were laughing over the next joke. And um, that was that was different. I mean, that was just yeah, that was something that was uh, unexpected. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, you know incredible to you know having written a comedy and then being in the theater seeing laughter and reaction. You know, that's uh, it just must be a, a really wonderful experience to see people enjoying something that you wrote so much. Absolutely, you know, and it's not like. Um, I mean, it's just—it's just a, a infectious, uh, as you know, this comedy is so infectious, and then you get to see it with that many people, and just—and then you feel like, you know, wow, you, you get a moment of like that. Yeah, I get—we did write this, you know, and it's not like we didn't think it was funny, but certainly it's affirming when you've got that many people laughing. It such feels so good. I mean, it's such a depressing time in this world, you know, a difficult time with. With all the stuff that's going on, it's like people just, you know, want relief and laughter is such a open heart thing that brings people together, you know, that it's a common language, you know, and a, and a good one. So it feels like we did good on a lot of levels. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's you know, there are so few romantic comedies uh, in theaters, you know, over the last few years. Uh, it's kind of incredible how romantic comedies have sort of disappeared. So this is really kind of a bright spot sort of coming back into that genre in a way. It's a combo of a romantic comedy with some farcical sort of screwball with that. Um, and it's, it's such a beautiful thing because I think that 
people can really relate to it. I mean, maybe it's a little bit stretched out a bit, but, you know, we, everyday people have, hopefully, I mean, people laugh and they have moments like their own moments that are, you know, situational or coincidental or, you know, whatever it is. Um, And, you know, it's just people can relate to that, and that's when... I think it's, it really works. Plus, you're feeling like we're getting some kind of a gift from that because you feel like it's giving you something as opposed to just kind of humor that is um, easy to do, but it's just bad taste, you know? Yeah. Um, and and that, to me, is... Uh, hum, there's a, if, if there is comedy, that's basically what's been out there. I can't really think about much of it's not a whole lot of comedies you know are you working on anything now as a screenwriter or um peter and i are talking about writing another script together because it was so much fun writing together um and but at the same time i mean he uh i mean shooting it was amazing too so yeah we're talking about writing another script together i've been writing something on my own um, he also wrote another script um, called One Lucky Moon that he's thinking about making as well. So we have a couple of different things that we're working on right now. Oh, that's great. Um, so that would be sort of a collaborating as screenwriters and, you know, probably him directing, possibly. Totally. And, you know, sometimes I, I think that we also want to write something um, that we want to produce and get somebody else to direct. So there's several different things happening.